pole and um, the fellowship and the togetherness that we felt praying for each other just continues throughout the rest of the school year and we don't lose that attitude and that fire that we had there and um, I pray that all goes well tonight and that Dan kills it like he always does and that we all have a great rest of the week and we all get home safe in your precious name amen Thank you, Hannah. When I was growing up, killed, killed it wasn't a good thing. I'm hoping you mean the new, new, the new term of it, the hip hop term, or whatever. Um, man, can I say y'all, y'all sang that la- that last song good? I mean, it was just sort of man. I was like, oh, oh, this is just nice. Y'all sound what? What? What'd you say, babe? To Genesis, you said something. Killed it. Killed it. In the bad term. Um, did, did, did you think about that song, Rich or Poor, God, I Want You More Than Anything That Glitters in This World? Okay, we sang that song, that, that line, quite a few times. And I thought about when we were singing it, what glitters in this world? Boy, there's a lot of things that glitter. Gold, money, di- diamonds, that, that glitters. Anybody ever want that? Everybody, hand, you know, I put hand. Yeah, like, yeah, hello. Yeah, be nice. I'll, I'll take a dump truck of money. Um, fame or popularity can glitter. It's enticing. Y'all face it all the time. If you're, especially if you're in school, even if you're not in school, you face it as a grown up in the world we live in with the media. It's things that gl- glitter. And I hope when you sing that song, we think about. Rich or poor, however I am, God, I want you more than anything in this world. And there's a lot of things that Paul, I just thought about that song. We're in a series called Go. Go. That's right. This is the third week. We're talking about three times in the Gospels where Jesus says to go. The first time was, uh, and if you look, I've got sheets that sort of help you skate along, uh, pay attention or whatever. Um, and there's a couple blanks right here. The first week we were in the story of the who? Good Samaritan. Very good. Thank you. And uh, he said to, what we're told is to go and do likewise. That, that's what we're, and what the likewise was, was that he was compassionate. He had compassion on them. He was prepared to help. He looked out for those in need. And I hope y'all, you know, we don't just come, I don't come up here just to talk. So, because y'all think, man, dude, this guy is an amazing speaker. I just love to hear his voice because it just like is this be- most beautiful thing ever. You may think that, and if you do, you need to get checked out because you're strange. Two middle ones, babe. Perfect. And um, I don't know where I was going with that. Go and do likewise. Compassion. Just have compassion. The, the next week we talked about uh, another story that's sort of well, well known about the um, blank woman would be the... Anybody know the story? Adulterous, Adulterous woman. This was um, in in one was in Luke and one was in John, and uh, he told her to go and sin no more, just like he tells us to go and sin no more. It's not it's not being perfect and never sin again, but it's staying away from those. If we know it's sin, it's brought to our attention. We're convicted and we work on it. We give it to God. We turn away. We repent from it. Go and sin no more. We're called to do the same. And now we're in week three. And before we get into it, has anyone ever, and I wish I had a story that, I couldn't think of one specific, but have you ever had a toy or a model or Lego big thing or something that you had to piece 
together with instructions. Now, if you're a guy, especially over the age of 25, you hate instructions because you know better because you are male and you can do this. And I, my wife really believes I can do most anything. I've got a wife that really just is like, oh, you could build us a new house just with t- t- toothpicks and we'd live it in forever and it would be amazing. She just sort of thinks that, that way and I love her for it. And, um, and I could. I could. <laughs> and... Um, but invariably, I put toys to, together for our kids, and there's always stuff left over. But it looks sort of like the picture on the box, but there's bolts, and sometimes there's a lot of bolts, and you're like, <gasps> and if there's a piece of wood, that's always bad, you know? But sometimes you just take that and put it in the trash, and when it breaks on the kid, you go, you mistreated your toys, you know? <laughs> so, so it's funny how um, instructions weren't clear, you know, whatever. Um, in the passage we're going to read today, Jesus gives us instructions. But the good news is this. In many ways, they're very, very clear. We don't go, oh, I don't know if I can get this right. If we look at what he says to do, it's, it's clear. And now this is the backstory of where he's at when we get to this passage we're about to look at. We're going to be in Matthew 28. And if you've got your Bible, please turn there. If you don't have your your Bible, bring it, please. I've got some spare ones. Some I see beneath some chairs right now. And um, if, if you need one, I've got them for you to have and to take home. Please see me. I want these to be in your hand. We It's hard to be a follower of Christ without the Word of God in our in, in our life. Does anybody need I've got one sitting right here. Does anybody need one? Anybody need one? I've got two. Anybody need them over here? Perfect. Anybody else? Here, I'll give you right there. Sorry if you were too slow. <clears throat> um, he is, Jesus has just been crucified. He's buried. He rose again, overcoming death in the grave. And he's met with the disciples in the upper room. They doubted it was him. Tom, Thomas did. Thomas stuck his hands in the hole, the, his fingers in the holes in his hands, his feet, and saw that it was really him. So he's appeared to them, and now he's appearing to them again. And it's one of the last times, one of the last times that we can tell from Scripture that he speaks to them. And so we're going to look at, um, just read the, the the passage first. It's in. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 through 20. I'm going to ask you all to stand up and boys to sort of behave yourself to my right. Boys to my right, behave yourself. That's you two. Got it? Okay. And uh, we're going to read Matthew 28, verse 16 through 20. And this is what it says. It says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much that it's a passage, Lord, that many of us in this room have heard time and time again. But, Lord, you have something in here for us tonight, I have no doubt. And, Lord, open our hearts. We need your spirit. I need your spirit in me just to work in me. And, Lord, we just um, ask for you to move in this place. And may we be disciples of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Now, we're going to sit down. We're just going to piece this apart and not take a whole lot of time to, to, to take it apart verse by verse. And then we're going to talk about sort of how we can really apply it to our lives. First thing is verse 16. It says, Now the eleven dis- disciples went to Gal- Galilee to the mountain to which G- G- Jesus had di- direct- di- directed them. Now can someone tell me why, how many di- di- disciples have there been for most of the stories that we ever hear about? There's 12. Okay, why are only 11 here? Judas betrayed him, got paid off, and he hung on a tree. He, he, he killed himself. So now there's only 11 of them left. From what we can tell the text, there's only 11 of them there. There's not a big crowd. He's wanting to meet with his guys and really speak to his guys. And um, um, so he takes them, the 11. Now let's go on to the mountain. So they go to a place where Jesus said to go. It's just nice they obeyed. You know, he said, hey, go here. Okay, I'm going to meet you there. In verse 17, there's an interesting verse here that I've always just missed. But as I've read it this week, I just think this is an interesting point. Verse 17, and when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubt it. Now these are the 11 disciples. They had been picked up from the lives that they had that weren't going to be much. And they had walked beside a man who had healed the world. He had healed them physically and he had healed them spiritually. He had done amazing things. They had seen him time and time. And even here at this part, we see that when they saw him, some of them worshipped him because they knew that he was the Son of God. But some doubted. And I thought, doubted? That's sort of harsh. You know, I hope that my faith is strong all the times. But can I be, be honest there? Sometimes I feel waves, waves of doubt. Doubt to myself. Doubt is God really going to show up? We're, and y'all, for me, talk about we're going to adopt again. How in the world are we going to to pull this off? You know, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm starting to walk with the thing. You know, it's just you know you, you doubt. You, but I want you to know this word in the Greek is distazo. Everybody say distazo. So yo yo distazo. Don't say yo yo. That'd be weird. No, I was just saying distazo. Okay, that's the Greek word. And a more accurate way to describe or to translate the word is hesitation. It's more hesitation than unbelief. So it says, all of a sudden, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some hesitated. Question. When you've seen God at work or God move, have you ever hesitated? Gosh, I do it all the time. God's Speaking to me, and, and it, you know, you understand sharing your faith and speaking about God is worshiping Him. Do you understand that giving of your resources, or not just time, but money of what you have, even as a student, giving is worshiping Him? And how many times do we go, oh, I should give that, but, and we have to say, oh, I should go talk to that guy. I need, I need, the, I need this to talk about God and Jesus. They need, they, they need hope, and they don't have. And we hesitate. And I thought, man, I, I can relate to, to these guys. I'm a hesitator, and a stutter, but a hesitator too. Now, um, let's go on with verse 18. And before we do verse 18, I want you to look on the screen here, uh, and we've got. Just a, a little game here. I'm not trying to be gamey, gamey, but it sort of fits with where we're at. Famous last words. Okay, famous last words. I'm going to see if you can um, guess who these last words 
people are. There's going to be some hints. Let's see the first slide. First one is precious, precious. Oh, my precious. Hint one, different personalities. Okay, question is, is it Golem or Schmeagle? There's two personalities. Okay, let's see. The, the next hint is obsessed with the ring. I still wonder. Third hint is psycho creature. I don't believe that from Lord of the Rings. Answer is Golem. All right, next one. Let's take, take a look. I am not the least afraid to die. Hint one is survival of the fittest. Anybody have any clue? Some of these are fictional. Some of these are real, just to let you know. The first one was fictional or from a time long ago. Okay. Uh, hint, father of evolution. Anybody know? Darwin. Let's see. The third one and the final is? Next one is Dark Charles. Darwin. Okay, let's see the, the, the next one. You must believe a turtle but not a ninja. Who? Which guy? Well, let's see. Let's see the next next one. Kung Fu Master. What's his name? Anybody know? Okay, let's see it. Uwe. Okay, very, very, very good. Very good. As a team, we're unbeatable. Okay, next one is tell your sister you were right. Let's keep going. Let's go ahead and scroll through. Bad guy in black. No, I'm your father. Answer is at this point, it's Anakin Skywalker again because he has really turned from the dark side back to. No, I'm kidding. Dark, Darth Vader, very good. Very good. Uh, is it the fourth president of the United States? First hint. Next one is he's on the $2 bill. On the nickel, it is. Yep, he died on the evidently he died on the fourth of July. Is it the fourth? Okay, next one. Go away, I'm all right. Famous author wrote War of the Worlds. H.G. Wells. That's it. H.G. Wells. Go go away, I'm all right. I mean, then he's gone. No, you certainly can't. Killed in Dallas, Texas. He was shot. JFK? JFK? Okay. She'll think nothing of it. President of the United States. Super tall guy. Big beard. Shot in a play. Abraham Lincoln. Okay? Okay, this one, I was like, dude, okay. Daddy, what about Uncle Tommy? Girl character in a video game. It's in the go next one, exclusive PS3. Said to Tommy before she dies. Do anybody know this one? Because like, you cheated. Let's see it. It's Sarah. I've never played that game. Okay, I've never played the game, so. It looks like a sad girl. Next one. Okay, this was just like a spare one if we're doing a game. Take a look at this one. Scar, brother, help me. Voiced by Darth Vader. Mufasa. Mufasa. All right, King of the Jungle. All right, let's go on, go on. Hit the next side or let's take Mufasa off. He's distracting me. Um, you know, I, um, 
last words, you don't see it a whole lot in that game, but you hope that your last words are important. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's usually if someone's last words, they know it. They're, they're saying some big-time stuff to you. And it's funny because sometimes in conversations that we have, we'll talk with, with someone for a long time, and we, we're about to end the conversation. And sometimes if you're trying to be, share your faith, a lot of times at the end you're finally like diving in because it's most, you want to get it out there because it's important. I did this occur when I was um, uh, dating a young, young woman in um, West Palm Beach named Michelle Chip. Champion, don't tell my wife. That was her maiden name. Um, and we were not dating at the time. We were friends and riding around. And there were a lot of stories that can go before that of how she hated that guys thought you liked them just because they hung out with you. She told me these things. And so I it was a wreck. I didn't know to ask her out or not. And I was slow anyways. Um, I just was. And we rode around that day. And I was going to ask her out on a date. I, had, I was like, it, this is the day. And we spent probably six hours. Hours riding around in in the car, T- TCBY, shopping at Target, just doing super stupid stuff, wonderful stuff, and um, finally, I'm taking her back to the thing, and I'm like, I've got to ask her, I've got to ask her. So I said, Hey, 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 Shell, I, I was wanting to know if you want uh, you you want to go out on a date with me? And we're riding the car, I'm driving, and she goes. Dude, that's never a good sign. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? She goes, and I thought, I'm about to go, oh, you don't have to, I was only kidding. Ha, ha. You know, what do you say at that point, guys? You're, you're toast. And, and guys have it hard. Guys ought to ask girls. Girls, if a guy doesn't ask you out, there's a problem. He ought to have to go out on a limb somewhat. But girls, treat him nicely. Just treat him nice. So she, she goes, and I thought, oh, no, oh, no. And she goes, I'd love to. <laughs> And I went, and that was a pretty good impression, wasn't it? And uh, so I went, it's okay. I said, oh, really? Yeah, it was one of those things. And so um, I was so pumped about that. We didn't talk about it for another week and a half, I think. But it's always really slow. But, you know, I waited till the last minute, but it was the most important thing of the day. I, I, well, I was wanting to say, I was going to ask her out because I thought she, she, was, she was something else in a bag of chips. Woo-hoo! Okay. So, um, Last words. Now, that doesn't really relate exactly to the story, but in the story, because <laughs> Jesus is like, I love my disciples. Um, <laughs> these are some of the last words that G- G- Jesus gives to his fo- followers on earth. And um, look in verse 18. And I want you to remind you just a couple things that he shares. He re, he says this, and, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Okay? Now, if there's any doubt, let me share this with you. Everybody needs to learn this one point in this one verse. It's loud and clear. Do you understand? And I've, I've used this a lot of times. You are not in charge. God's in charge. Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth, everywhere. He is over all. Now, you can go, man, that ain't fair. But you could also look at it going, oh, man, I'm glad he is. Because if you're like me, which you are, I wreck things all the time. If I was in charge, it's going to be messed up all the time. So this verse, he says to them, and it should be, it was good news to them, and it's great news for us. Do you know in the midst of the chaotic life that you live in and the things that you mess up, do you understand that... Jesus still has all authority in heaven and on earth. Let's look at what he says to them. And then, then, then he says this. He says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all 
nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then he says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, he says, I'm with you always to the end of the age. I'm going to be always with, 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 with you. But he says this. He says, the key of what we're told to do is make disciples. That's what we're told to do. How do we make disciples? We go and make disciples. It says we baptize. That's how we make disciples and that we we teach them. Well, what do I teach them? Teach them what you know the Word of God says is true, the way to be, the way to live. So that's what we're called... Now, an interesting thing about this is that Jesus, he says, hey, I want, you to, I want you to go to make disciples and to teach. And I'm going away, but I'll always be, be with you. And then he does this. And he walks off stage. Because at that point... Jesus leaves. You know, he's like, he, he, that was like an illustration. He, he takes the mic. Have you ever seen a guy take the mic go, boom? Right? You not seen that? No? <laughs> Hannah, your prayer cursed me tonight. Yeah, you did. I killed it. I killed it. But that's what he does. It's an interesting thing because he goes and goes, I've got this unbelievable task for you. And then he says, go do it. And now in Acts 1, 6 and 7, he says, I'm going to send you a helper so you're not alone. But you are still going to have to do this task. Now, there's something important you need to know. The disciples that he spoke this to are dead. But they did their job. They did their job. You and I are here because those 11 did what they were supposed to do. But there's something important here. The fact that they are, they are dead, they can't do it anymore. We've got to do it. We've got to pick it up. Um, so in your notes, there's four ways to go with the good news of Jesus. We're going to talk about four ways to go. Because this is a passage that most of you have heard before. You've heard it, you've heard it spoken, you've heard it preached. Okay, how are we supposed to go? This is the first point. Realize that you are now Jesus' disciple. Now, understand, in, in these times, uh, there were rabbis who taught and disciples who followed the rabbi. And the goal of the disciple was to be exactly like the rabbi, to walk, to talk, to think, to act, to believe, to live in the footprints. They would walk in actually the footsteps of the rabbis. He would walk, they would walk behind him, getting the exact stride that he had, everything about him. They wanted to be just like him. Do you understand that if you are truly a believer in Jesus Christ and you are a disciple of, of, of Jesus, then you are, you, something in you better want to be just like him. And if there's nothing in you that wants to be like him, there's a problem. And you may not have it all down. Understand that. You're a disciple of Jesus. And we don't follow him because he's cool. We don't follow him because life will be easier and we will be blessed and rich. Some people say that. We aren't a part of his fan club. 
Um, we just want to be like the master. And he's the master. He showed us the way to do it. So first, realize we're now Jesus' disciples. Second, understand our mission is to show the lost the way. Our mission is to show the lost the way. Do you know that early Christians were called followers of the way, in quotes, the way? That, that was what believers in Jesus were called, followers of the, of the way. Now, when someone is lost, in the term that I, it's, it means that they're just someone who's in rebellion against God. You went, man, I'm glad I've never been in rebe- rebellion against God. We all have been. You know, that verse we stand up and do, for all sin falling short. It, you know, sin is rebellion. We're fighting against. We're saying, God, your way's not good enough. I'm going my way. That's what rebellion is. So those lost are those that are in rebellion against God and have never experienced the love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. That's who the, the lost is. Now, they, they, need, they, they need to be shown. Now, there's three types of lost pe- people, okay? The first is this. Someone who is lost, and they may not know they're, that they're lost, okay? They're lost. Don't go to church. They don't know they're lost. They don't know about Jesus. They, they, they probably think they sin or do wrong, but they are going to try to do better. The next is someone might think that, the, that they are, they're, they're not lost, but they really are lost. Well, you know what? When I was four and a half, my, 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 my grandmammy told me that I prayed a prayer, and, and I'm good. So um, I can do whatever I want to because I don't really care about church or God, but I'm good. They're probably not saved. They're not a believer. Do you agree with me? You understand that? The third is someone might know that they're lost. And they don't care what you have to say or share about it. They don't, you know, they've heard and they they rejected it and they just want to keep living. Those are, and so here's what Jesus said. Verse, we, we do the moves to John 14, 6. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. He, he is the way, the truth, no one except through through Jesus. Now, there's a story I can share um, of of my, my kids. They were very, very young at the time. We were at D- D- Disney World. Anybody here love Disney World? Yeah? Okay. It's a small world. That's great. Perfect. Um, we were um, there. My wife had just given birth to Joseph, who was two months old. Noah was pr- probably six. I won't say who he is. We'll keep that quiet, son. And my other daughter, I won't say her name, Caitlin, was, was like three. And so we... Um, we were there having a grand time. And my wife, if you know my wife, she's the most wonderful, beautiful person ever who has ideals that when she thinks something, well, it's just going to be like, well, we're going to go the, go, go out in the boat and there's going to be rainbows and dolphins and we're going to have bread falling from the sky and it's just going to be wonderful. She just sort of always dreams big. Like, right, babe? Well, she used to. Maybe no, she's old now. She's like 40. Don't believe that. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, babe. Man, it's getting hot in here. Just had to wake, to wake you all up some. Um, so she's got this idea. We're there at the park, and we walk up by a ride that's called Pirates of the Caribbean. And she goes, oh, we've got to go on this ride. And so I've got Noah, I've got Caitlin, and, and she's got Joseph. He's two months old. I'm like, um, baby, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if this is, our kids will really like this. No, no, no. I love this 
just right as a kid. It's going to be awesome. I was like, I don't think you remember it, right? No, no, no. This is going to be awesome. So I went, all right. So we went, got on the boat. She's got Joseph in some snooggy trap in her, you know what I'm saying? I've got Joe and Kate, Noah and Kate. And I won't say names. I didn't say names. I'll, I've got Koa and Nate sitting on each side. And... um. <laughs> And we start off, and you know, you start off, all of a sudden it's like pitch black, right? You're like, and then there's that that pirate skeleton dude going, and he's turned back, and you're going to die. You know, this with the mast and the wind blowing, and all that stuff. Now, I already remember that part. My wife had totally forgotten about that. Oh, my goodness. What is this? <laughs> At this point, that's all I hear as all I feel, and I don't know why, but my two wonderful kids are clawing to get who can get on top of my head because evidently they believe that's the safest place on the boat. I don't really know why they were going up, but they were fighting for the top of my head. And I'm so like, ah! Everybody just thinks I'm scared of the ride. And I'm being attacked by, by my, my two kids. Um... So, yeah, it just wasn't, you know, and then we go in that part where they're shooting cannons, and all I hear beside me is, oh, my goodness, oh, oh, ooh, I did not remember this at all. So, a few years pass, a few years pass, and we go, we go back to Disney World. Kids have grown up some, and she's like, hey, let's go on Pirates of the Caribbean. Her mom and dad are there, and so we're like, yeah, so we go. A much better experience. No one gets on top of my head. Much better experience. We, we laugh. We enjoy it. We come out. We're talking about it. We're grabbing swords or the snakes that are outside the booth and just, you, know, you whack each other with them, sticking them back. You know, the people are starting to glare at us. We, we walk out and we walk across the street and we've got everybody and all of a sudden we're like, where's Joseph? Now, Joseph is like five or five or six. Maybe five, maybe? Four? He was little. And we're like, oh. You know, it's one of those, oh, you know, oh, not good. Not good. And, and panic is setting in. And we look down the way, and Joseph is way down the walkway, totally away from the ride, running and crying because he's scared to death. Saddest thing you ever saw. I was like, grow up, you little baby. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He was, he was running crying. And you know what I, I did? I took off after him. And when I got him, man, I wasn't going to let him go. I was so glad that I had him. And you know, that, that story, in a lot of ways, is, is, is how, how the lost are. Some of the, the lost, some of the lost are lost and they don't even know it. And man, we're called to sometimes it's going to cost you. You don't have to run after them. You're going to fight to get to them, just to share with them, to love them. Uh, and it's, 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 it's going to be work. But, you know, that, that's what God does to us. Man, we're, we're running the, the wrong way. We're lost as we can be. And he comes into our life and just intercepts. Joe had no idea. He's still running the wrong way. <laughs> What's wrong with you, boy? No. You can't even joke about that now with stuff in the news with the NFL guys. <laughs> so... Um, understand the mission is to show the lost the way. That's our mission. Now, the third thing is this. Ask who in your life needs Jesus. Who in your life, just just think about that for a second, needs Jesus. It might be someone in your home. might be a brother or sister. 
It could be people you work with or you're at school with or your sports team or college. For some of you that are in, in, in school, you're going off to college. Who needs Jesus? Just think about it for a second. Because in order to be active, we've got to think people. Uh, and fourth is this. Choose to be a disciple maker. You've got to choose to be. You've got to make up your mind. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, and that's in word and in action. You know, the word holy, we see it in, in the scripture a lot. It means to be set apart. Uh, do you understand that being a follower of Jesus Christ means this, that you will be different than the world. You'll talk different, walk different, live different. Hopefully some of you smell different. I mean, it's different. St. Francis of, of uh, Assisi did a quote, and, and it, a lot of times this quote's abused, and sometimes I don't, even, I don't even like to share it, but he said this, preach the gospel and if ne- necessary, use words. Okay, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. And can I tell you, you ought to live your life like that, preaching the gospel with your life. Because you are, y'all, y'all may, I don't care if you're ninth grade, eighth grade, seventh, sixth, tenth, you're, you're being watched. You're, you're, you're a witness. But can I say that that, that quote should be um, preach the gospel and when necessary, use words when. And quite often, we need to speak the gospel too. Don't just say, well, I just live my life and that's the way I believe it. That's not, that's a cop out. So, um, the last thing on your sheet that you have, and there's still a blank that you'll get to fill in the end, but beneath the last blank, I want you to right now think of three different people that you could commit to sharing your faith with this year. Three different, and let me give you some suggestions. For the first one, someone you think that would never come to church or the edge, someone who doesn't really have a link here at all. The next one would be someone who you, you, that who you know right now would come if they were just invited. You know what? I think if I invite them to come, they know they've got a lot of uh, friends here. And the third could be someone who used to come to church or here, but they don't now. You know, think of who, who can you pour, pour into. And this isn't for you to turn into me. This is something for you to keep for yourself. And go, Lord, let me, we did see you at the poll today, right? A time of prayer. Can you start to, let's practice prayer in our life every day. Pray for these names that you've written here. Pray for opportunities to share. Um, Think about how God, you know, what motivates me the most when I look back and see what God's done in my own life? Then I want to share it with others. Um. Well, the last thought is this. Be a disciple maker. We're called to be a disciple maker. That's what Matthew 16 through 20 is all about. And um, we've got to go. We've got, it says, to baptize and to teach. We've got to be act, active in our faith. And my, my challenge for you is to be active. If you're still writing down names, don't stop. Just continue to write them down. We're going to close in prayer. And then we're going to be uh, dismissed for tonight. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for the gift of your son. I thank you uh, that you don't leave us alone. Uh, I thank you that even when we hesitate...
to worship you. You love us. But Lord, help us not. Help us when we are, feel the urge. Help us to move and honor you with our lives. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, that's it. Killed it.